This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Without further ado, let's hit the Roman guest line to talk to our guy, Andrew McKinnis of Wager Talk, because we love hockey. Let's do the hockey. Andrew, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you? It is great to be here. It is Christmas Eve. If you are a hockey fan, I cannot wait. Uh, the media day, all these pump-up videos. I'm getting psyched up, guys. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait either. And, and, and luckily, um, my last hockey bets were winners. So I'm feeling a little better about my, yeah, my, back, my hockey handicap. We're feeling, we're feeling, we're feeling better. We're on a tear here. We turned the leaf. The under first, and the under one and a half goals in the first period finally started giving some profits to your boys. So we're feeling good. I'll ask you this before I ask you anything betting related. So we know the Avalanche swept the Oilers for nothing, and then you got Tampa Bay going down two nothing against the Rangers, then winning four straight there and advancing. What did you take away from both of these series, from these two teams and their respective sides of the bracket, and and how do you think what they went through, or maybe the lack of competition they went through has prepared them for this uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Well, you know, it's 100% two different paths uh, taken by both these teams. But what I will say is, stylistically, they've both kind of gone through against high-scoring teams, low-scoring teams, physical teams. Um, kind of, They kind of have went through it all. So I get it. A lot of people right now are saying, well, Colorado swept two of the three series it was definitely easier for them. That could be a bad thing. But you also look at that Edmonton series, and I don't think anybody can tell me that a lot of those games were easy. You know, I think Colorado were the better team, and they made that very clear. But even game four when they won it, you take a look at how they won that, being down two, coming back, and, you know, just the way they did it in overtime. What I'm saying is I look at this series, and I look at, you know, Tampa Bay. They're down against uh, – they lose 5 nothing game one against Toronto. You know, they go to game seven, they get it done. Several unsung heroes in that game, third-line players. They sweep Florida, which was supposed to be a high-scoring series. They win that in low-scoring fashion. What I've learned about both these teams, are they're both teams that have so much talent all over the ice, but they've both been able to change whether or not they win high-scoring games or low-scoring games. And as far as the start of this series, Seeing as Colorado had so much time off, just like Tampa Bay did against New York, and we're seeing Tampa Bay go through a lot more tough series than we are, we did see with Colorado, I expect goals to start the series off, and then kind of when the series shifts venues, we'll start to see unders again. I think we'll start to see some goals early on in this series. I, I want to get your, your point of view about how Tampa ended up shifting the series with the Rangers because games one through most of three uh, felt like the Rangers were firmly in control. And then after that, it was like Tampa was just stifling. Uh, they were screening uh, Igor a lot, uh, five on five. Rangers couldn't get anything going. Some very strange moves. Uh, Ryan Strom obviously missing that goal. Uh, and and then uh, Gallant ending up uh, just benching uh, Capo at the end uh, in game six. So just kind of want to get your takeaway. Well, you know, I, I really do buy into the fact that too much rest can be a bad thing. 
which is why you know, I was actually just watching an interview with Patrick Maroon uh, before jumping on with you guys, and he was talking about the difference between NHL, NBA, the playoffs. You guys have definitely seen everyone complaining about the NBA, how stretched out that's been. And he said he likes how it's one game, one, you know, one day off, one game again. And when you have that break, it's tough. I think three or four days is probably the sweet spot. So with Tampa Bay being off eight days and then going to Madison Square Garden, a place that was bumping in the playoffs against Igor Shesterkin and a team that was scoring uh, a lot at home, they really struggled. They really struggled to get back into, you know, playoff hockey. And I think in particular, they were being a little bit, you know, they were firing shots from all angles, but they weren't quality shots. Usually that's what you hear from a coach. Yeah, you shoot the puck from all angles. But they kind of switched their strategy up. If you notice, their shot count lowered, but their dangerous uh, shot counts kind of got up a little bit higher. So they really started to screen Shesterkin like you were talking about. They got him moving laterally. And they started to get production from all lines. So I felt like that was huge for them. But I, I will say I was kind of concerned, and, and we'll see what happens here in the opening couple games in this series with one team coming off, you know, more of a rest and another team playing, uh, you know, a little bit uh, more recently. But I think that uh, Shesterkin could only do much for the, so much for the Rangers, and it kind of just started to wear on them that Tampa Bay was only getting better as the series went on. Andrew, it's looking like uh, Braden Point's going to be able to play dealing with that lower body injury in game one. You know, he had four points in seven games in the opening round. No player scored more goals than him the last three NHL postseasons. Does that change the number? Does that change the way you handicap this series if he's out there fully healthy rather than like 60 70%? It definitely does. Uh, you know, Braden Point is a guy that even when he's not showing up on the score sheet, on the stat websites, he contributes to the game. You know, one thing about him, he's an amazing puck handler. He holds the puck like it's glued to his stick. And what that does is, first of all, you, you gain momentum, you establish possession, you hold on to the puck, and you can set up in the offensive zone. And, and even if they're not scoring or even if they're not creating dangerous shots, you're, you're taking away from what the other opponent is doing. Also, He's not afraid to be a good defensive guy either. He's a 200-foot player, as they say, and someone that can match up against your opponent's best. I look at this series this way. If you take away, if, if you want to bet this series, you ask yourself this question. Take away the top two lines or the top lines on each team. Who do you trust? And that's how you handicap it. Mm -hmm. Because I think that my, my major key, I, I, today on a show I was doing, I did my keys to the series. And for Tampa Bay, my keys were, you know, get the role players going early in the series. As far as Colorado, I said it. You know, you have to get Miko Rantanen going early, get Nathan McKinnon going early, and then the role players will come in. But if you ask me about depth, Colorado has speed, but I think for those kind of bitch like grinding goals, it does favor Tampa Bay. We're joined now by Andrew McKinnis of Wager Talk on the Roman Guest Live. Reminder, you can listen to our conversation with Andrew on our podcast feed, just download the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in Bet MGM tonight. Andrew, well, let's get into it. We didn't talk around the subject long enough. We got lines to talk. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, the total in the game is 6 minus 115 juice to the over. The Lightning to get the win on the road in Colorado, plus 135 on the money line. Colorado to protect home ice advantage, minus 160. The puck line, one and a half in favor of the Avalanche, plus 140 value. Tampa Bay as one and a half dogs on the puck line, minus 190 juice. What are you doing in tomorrow's game? Your best bets. I'm all ears. I have a pin to write it down. I'm going old school for you, Andrew, because that's how serious I am. I need to know what you like tomorrow. 
I love it, and I love your energy, and let's try and cash another winning ticket here. I don't make big wagers on period bets that often. Mm. I don't do it. I don't want to put a lot of money down on 20 minutes of hockey, but I have for tomorrow. I've got a big bet tomorrow over one and a half goals. All right, let's go. It's a really good price. I love it. Let's rock. I know, I know, I know, Quentin, you like those under one and a half, but we'll get that going a little bit later in the series. But I think tomorrow we get off to a real fast start, and we're not asking much to get two goals here with how much of a rest Colorado's head, whether it benefits them or it doesn't. We'll find out in the first five minutes, and I think actually both teams will score tomorrow in the first period as well. All right, you heard the you heard the man, people. He likes the over in the first period tomorrow, one and a half goals. Right now at BetMGM, you can bet that minus one forty juice, a little, just a tiny bit of juice. It's worth the squeeze. He's telling us. All right, you guys, what you got for him? Any more best bets? Oh yeah, Andrew, hey, uh, Andrew, do you got any player props? You know, usually I don't dive into the player props, but I mean, we got one series left to go, and it's pretty much all we got tomorrow night. Anything that you would do with like star player props? Uh, goaltending props, anything maybe. like that? Uh, honestly, lock anything in for, for game one okay. tomorrow. But what I will say is that right now for the con Smythe, which is kind of like the equivalent to finals MVP in the NBA, um, Kale McCarr is the leader. And I, I think that Nathan McKinnon presents plenty of value. So he's the second uh, highest uh, odds there, but um, or second lowest, I guess. But I think you look at Nathan McKinnon to win the con Smythe trophy. And if you like Tampa Bay, obviously they are dogs in the series, but if you want to sprinkle a little bit on Andre Vasilevsky to win the Consmite Trophy, you're getting somewhere around 5-1 to one on that. Wow. I think there's I like great that. value on that. I think it's a great bet, and I think if they win the Stanley Cup, Andre Vasilevsky deserves to get rewarded. That's interesting. Uh, like, real quick, Tristan, McKinnon plus 200 right now at BetMGM. Vasilevsky, third best odds, plus 400, 4-1. I like wow. that. Wow. Andrew, you mentioned that you like over one and a half goals in the first period. I just really kind of want to get your thoughts quickly on just obviously Avalanche have been a monster in terms of scoring and the defense of Tampa has been really elite. Just how do you see those two balancing each other out and and over the course of time? How does that change and why? Well, I think it's, you know, the team that's leading the series, I usually think dictates the pace of the game. I've been really impressed with Tampa Bay, how they have the ability to win both those styles. I have thought that Colorado has impressed me with their defense, but when it comes down to it, I think there's going to be a figuring each other out process to start the series off, which will you know showcase some goals. And then once the players, the coaches get those matchups broken down, they get used to each other and figure things out, which that doesn't take long, you know, with all the film, the iPads on the bench, all that good stuff then we'll start to see things settle down. So I know it might seem kind of weird that I have a, you know, a favorite play on just the first period, but I don't even want them to get any chances to figure each other out. I don't want to give them any chances to even you know, get to make any adjustments. I'm just narrowing in the first period, but I do think as the series moves on, we're going to see some tight games, and, and that might benefit Tampa. You know, I've, I think Colorado wins the, the, the Stanley Cup. I think they can win it in seven. Um, but I think they're going to have to squeak out some low-scoring victories as well. Hey, Andrew, really quickly, in about like two minutes or less, anything you like in the uh, CFL this week? I know you're all interested, obviously, in the uh, Stanley Cup final and all in on that, but anything that you do like? You know what, guys? I'm going to go. I'll give out uh, here at Winnipeg and Ottawa. Um, look, Ottawa 
surprised me last week. I, I had a, a good good week one, but that was a, a losing pick for me taking the favorite in that matchup. The same two teams are playing just a home-and-home home week one, week two. I like the over. It's a low, low number. You can get, I think, 43.5, 44.5, depending on where you look. Um, the defense is not going to be as good this year for Winnipeg. Ottawa's offense is improved. Winnipeg wants to kind of fix some mistakes offensively from last week. The over this week, week two, CFL, Ottawa, Winnipeg. Love it, man. Thank you. <laughs> this guy, Andrew McKinnis, does it all. I love when he comes in here and love talks it. hockey, and then he comes and finishes finishes it off with a little <laughs> bit of uh, little bit of CFL talk. That's that my too. language. Andrew, thank you so much, brother. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Continue to do your best in everything. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Our brother, Andrew McKinnis, joining us on the Roman Guest Line.